This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another edition of It's Always Game Day in Buffalo. Sal Capaccio here at WGR Sports Radio 550 and Bill Sideline Reporter, along with my co-host, as usual, Matt Bove, Channel 7, WKBW-TV, Channel 7 Sports Director. And we have been running through the state of the Bills before training camp begins, hard to believe, begins on Sunday, July 23rd. It's right here. It is time for football. And Matt, um, we only have a couple of positions left to do, and we are ready to rock and roll here. Training camp at St. John Fisher University, by the way. Make sure everybody knows it is not St. John Fisher College anymore. It's university. I don't think I'm going to get that right. I specifically got an email actually a couple of weeks ago that yep. was like, hey, everybody, please note that it is now St. John Fisher University, not St. John Fisher College. So the decision that I've ultimately made is that I'm just going to call it St. John Fisher so that I can't be wrong. I'm just going to go with St. John Fisher. <laughs> hey, guys, we're out here. Bill's training camp at St. John Fisher. And I'm just going to stop it there. And that way, I think that I'll be able to remember, just don't say the last thing, because then I'll get in my head. I'm like, wait, is it college? Is it university? I'm excited to go back. I mean, it's crazy. It's one week away. Like you said, we're taping this on Sunday night. So by the time everybody hears this, it'll be less than a week from training camp. The way it's ultimately going to work is the Bills' first day of practice is on Sunday. On Saturday, they're going to get there. They're going to bring, you know their TVs, their game consoles, their fancy orthopedic chairs that they have, all that fancy stuff. And then work begins on Sunday. And then basically they just rip it for like two weeks straight. There's a day off here and there mixed in. But once they get to Rochester, it's going to be all business for a couple of weeks. No doubt. It's going to be fun um, and hot out there for sure. If you're going out, we've already done a couple of podcasts on things you can do. Food, golf, stuff like that. What to look out for. A couple of people asked me how training camp works. I know that Tickets already sold out. That's pretty wild, Matt, to think about how for many mm-hmm. years to even see this team was, oh, yeah, you just walk in, you see them. Now everybody wants a piece of them. They want to see them. I know there's some frustration from some people on how the ticket distribution worked, how quickly they went, but tickets are sold out. People ask me about if they are going, what to do. Look, um, there are shuttles to take you over because the parking, you can't park right there on campus. And yeah, I would say you want to get there a little early. Leave yourself some time. But one thing I'll tell everybody is, when you go, you'll always have a place to sit or stand and the players move around. And 
how they do their individual drills for the quarterbacks, receivers, running backs, defensive linemen, whatever, you know, wherever you go, you'll be able to see something. Yeah. And assuming it's a similar format to what it was back in 2019, they're going to be working on primarily two fields. And then there's also the stadium. So if you're going, and if you haven't been in a long time, chances are you're going to be watching from the large grass field that's basically parallel to the stadium. They usually don't use the stadium field for a bunch just because that's turf. They like to work on the grass field. And over there, there's two different sets of bleachers. There's one set of bleachers, a big one that's facing the field, and then there's Mm -hmm. a track, and then there's smaller sets of bleachers that are basically lining the track. So if you're going to training camp and you get there a little bit before practice starts, that's where I think I would camp out to be able to see the most of the work. There is that little field in kind of the back, and that's where they do some individual stuff and they do some like specialist stuff. But I would think the majority of the action is on the big grass field, not in the stadium. At least that's how they've done it in years past. Yeah, I agree with you. So it should be a, a lot for people to do and to see, and they always do a really good job. It's very fan-friendly at St. John Fisher College. Well, I just did it. St. John Fisher University. See, folks. See, see there you go. That's it how happens. tough it is. It's St. John Fisher University. I'm going to be doing that and have to catch it myself. We're going to have to put a dollar in the kitty every time <laughs> one of us does something like that and have a big party at the end for uh, calling it by its former name. <laughs> so we've already run through all the offensive positions and the specialists. We've run through the defensive line. You can hear all of that by going back and listening to It's Always Game Day in Buffalo and some of our former podcasts. We invite you to do that. Please download and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. If this is the first time you've ever heard this, Thank you for joining us. It's on iTunes uh, for Apple. It's on Spotify. It's on Google Podcasts and through the Odyssey app and the Odyssey website, of course. And we thank all of our uh, support we have at Odyssey, including our producer, Jim Stalliano, who does a really good job for us. But thank you very much. Download it. Subscribe to it. Throw us a nice rating, please. That would really help the podcast grow even more. And we're happy to bring it to you. And Matt and I are going to keep bringing it to you throughout the regular season and hopefully deep into the playoffs a couple of times a week. So look out for that as well. And if you want, you can go back and listen to what we said about all these other positions. And now it's time to focus on the linebackers and the guys behind them in the secondary. Let's start with linebackers where I would say, Matt, um, this is a group that hasn't really turned over much, but still has some questions, mostly on the back end, mostly about special teams guys, but we can start with the two starters. They are entrenched. Tremaine Edmonds and Matt Milano. And I always remind everybody that's all they really play. Do they put a third linebacker on the field sometimes? Sure. In certain situations, but this is a heavy nickel defense. They play two linebackers, five defensive backs, and those two linebackers rarely come off the field. And I think as a tandem, maybe not individually, I think Matt Milano, you know, is underrated and maybe Tremaine Edmonds, he's a very, he's a lightning rod, but I think as a tandem have two very good linebackers. Besides quarterback, is linebacker the easiest position group to predict on this Bills roster? I'm looking at the depth chart right now, and I see the guys, and I'm just kind of like, okay, there's these dudes who are very clearly going to make the team, and then I just continue to go down the list, and I'm like, okay, yes, 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 maybe. Like, I, I don't know. I don't think it's it's funny because, like you said, they're primarily a two-linebacker unit when they play their base defense. That means Tremaine Edmonds and Matt Milano. Listen, I know people – get really up in arms about Tremaine Edmonds. Should they sign him to a contract extension? That's a conversation for a different day. 
but he's going to play. If he's healthy, he's going to play pretty much every snap. Same thing with Matt Milano. Now, Matt Milano has had a couple injury concerns over the last couple of years, but I would argue maybe the most underrated player on their entire defense. One of the things that we talk about with Jermaine Edmonds needing to be better is making these splash plays. It's something Leslie Frazier has talked about. It's something he has talked about. Matt Milano does not have that problem. Matt Milano makes a ton of splash plays, and I think that's why he's so dynamic. After that, Terrell Bernard's going to make the team. Like, just where they drafted him, no questions asked, he's going to make the team. Then we get down to, like, Tyrell Dodson, Tyler Medikevich, and Andre Smith. I I don't want to discredit Joe Giles Harris, Markel Lee, or Balen Spector. They got nine linebackers on their roster as of right now. Let's assume they keep five or six of them. So my question ultimately comes down to what do they do with like Tyler Medikevich, Andre Smith? Now, Tyler Medikevich, a really important special teams player, but doesn't get a ton of snaps on defense. How important is he to the special teams unit? And same thing. Do they find more value in Andre Smith as a more, you know, just like a legitimate backup linebacker? Because he can also play special. So there, there's a couple different layers to it, but I think they're going to keep five or six. And I know for certain they're going to keep Tremaine Edmonds, Matt Milano, Terrell Bernard, and Tyrell Dodson. Agree with everything you said. And then it comes down to Tyler Medikevich, Andre Smith, Joe Giles Harris, Mark Lee, and Balen Spector. I think it's Mark Lee, actually. But one of the things to remember is reportedly that Andre Smith is suspended six games. Yes. So. What happens here, so people know how the roster will work, he will not count against the 53, but he can be on a reserve list. He'll be on the reserve suspended list, essentially. So he'll make the roster, but he won't count against the 53. They won't have to make a decision on him until six weeks in, after six weeks in. But I think that's a free spot. So to me, he makes it because of that. And then if they want to get rid of him before he has to count on the 53 and they have to activate him, they can do that. This really comes down to, to me, Matt, this doesn't come down to maybe even linebacker against linebacker. This might mean this might be linebacker against Jay Kumro, linebacker against Tyron Jones, linebacker against another DB who can play special teams because the guys who we're talking about here, like Tyler Manikevich, of course, Terrell Bernard, I agree with you. He's going to make it because of where he's drafted. Um, and somebody else, Tyler Manikevich, whoever it is, Joel Giles Harris, Mark Lee, Balen Spector, whoever it is, really, you could strip away their title of linebacker They're just going to be a special teams player. And if they can beat out a special teams guy from another position, they'll make it because there are, there is room for that. So I don't see necessarily um, these guys, you know, playing because they're not going to play for, uh, for Milano or for Edmonds, but you could see somebody sneaking on the roster if they can beat out one of those other core special teams guys. Yeah. It's an interesting conversation just because of like how the defense has been built to be so rotation-focused, especially with the defensive line. But the linebackers are just, like, there. You know, there's very rarely situations when those guys aren't on the field. And when they haven't been on the field the last couple years, A.J. Klein has been the guy that they've leaned on, but they let A.J. Klein walk this year. They didn't want to give him the money that he was ultimately going to get. So it is an interesting conversation. I think that Tyler Medikevich has kind of been a mainstay on this team. I don't know if he's a for sure roster lock on this roster, but I do think he's pretty close to it because of the Andre Smith news and because they're just going they're like just for the sake of building a 53-man roster, they're going to keep at least probably five linebackers. You, you basically just have to. So I think for him, he gets the added bonus of, okay, he can play in a pinch defensively, yeah. but he's also 
a bread and butter special teams guy. And I do think that they value that. And I know people are going to say, oh my God, you guys sound like a broken record. You keep bringing this up. But honestly, there's a reason we keep bringing it up. They put such an emphasis on that. It's crazy. So I think if you have a guy who is maybe a little bit of a better backup, but doesn't provide the special teams value, and then you have another player that's on par or close to the caliber backup, but a really good special teams asset, they're going to lean in that direction. And that's why I think Medikevich probably ends up making this team. I don't think he's 100% a lock, but I think because of the Andre Smith suspension, they're just basically going to keep those five guys we said. Edmonds, Milano, Dodson, Bernard, Medikevich. Andre Smith doesn't count. And I think it would be a pretty big upset if one of the other three ultimately leapfrogs one of those guys and makes the team. But I, I just don't see that happening. There is a money component to the Medikevich part. If they if they release him, they save $2.5 million. I mean, you're dealing with the Jordan Poyer situation. Uh, Tremaine Edmonds is going to be a free agent at the end of next year. Uh, Dawson Knox is going to be a free agent. Like this is, this is something to watch. I agree with you. I think he makes the team. But it's not a slam dunk, and the money component comes in here for a guy like that. He actually came to the Bills last year as the number one like overall special teams tackler over the last four years in the league, had the most. He might still be up there. He is very important to what they do, and I think this team is in such a win-now Super Bowl mode. They do not want to even leave anything to chance. So you're really going to make football decisions more than financial decisions, if you will, uh-huh. because of that. But it is something I think we have to keep in the back of our minds. So you look at the bottom of that roster real quick. You mentioned it a couple of different ways. Look, I'll tell you, though, I really like Joe Giles Harris. I think he can play, but I don't just don't know if there's a spot. I think this is a really deep group. It's funny. Some fans think this is not a deep group. They look at the top two and go, who's after them? I think this is a deep group. I think you guys, I think Tyrell Dodson could start on many, many teams in this league. He plays all three positions. I think Joe Giles Harris can play in this league. Lee, Markel Lee has played a lot in the league. Balen Spector was just drafted. So, and Andre Smith, we know, you know, we're counting him when he comes back from the suspension. But um, I think this is a deep group. I do think it's something to watch with Medikevich, but I agree with you overall that probably looking at the five we know. But I'll ask you this, Matt, if that's the case, what happens then when Andre Smith's suspension is up? That's a good question. I, and this is not a fair like apples to apples comparison, but I'm thinking almost similarly to what they did with Marquez Stevenson last year because he was hurt in the preseason and they were able to just kind of stow him away. And then they had to make the decision of what they ultimately did. And then I think actually somebody else got hurt, so they didn't have to make like too complicated of a decision. I would venture to guess that when Andre Smith comes back, maybe they get rid of uh, – I'm looking at the – I'm looking at the 53 right now. Maybe they get rid of a defensive lineman. Maybe they get rid of. Mm. So keep, you know, keep keep the, the, just add to the linebacker group. Don't take someone away from that group. No, I don't think so. Because I don't think at that point you would be completely comfortable. Like, I I think this is a situation where if Medikevich makes the team out of training camp, he's going to be on the team the whole year. Mm -hmm. I don't think you're moving on from him. And then I don't think, Based off of where they drafted Terrell Bernard, they're they're not getting rid of him at any point during the season. Like you said, Tyrell Dodson is number three on the depth chart. Like you're not getting rid of him. So I just don't see a situation where you'd really get rid of somebody. You could really just get you could get rid of Smith. You could just say he's not going to get active. Like that's what I mean. I'll also tell you this. There are always roster gymnastics with the injured reserve list and things like that that happen throughout the year, right? Uh You can kind of put somebody on, take somebody off, all those kinds of things that could happen as well. 
I don't think Andre Smith. I mean, once again, the, these accusations, like I don't even th- the suspension. I don't even know if it's been officially announced by the NFL. No. I know there's been some reports out there. It was it was a, on a transaction wire. I believe it's in some way, shape or form. But and I, know, I don't like, think it, the bills haven't commented. Yeah. And I know like he responded to the tweet and everything when it happened and explained his side of the story. I think if you get to the sixth week of the season or week seven of the season and like you don't need Andre Smith. Right. I, like I, I think you maybe just cut him and then try and put him on your practice squad or something. Like, I don't think there would be like a line of teams waiting to go sign Andre Smith. No, and I don't. Who, I, I, who, I agree. Go ahead. And who, and who knows by that? Like a lot of things can happen. Like if you have one yes. player injured on your 53 man roster and you could just kind of say like, okay, you're, you're coming in and then, you know, you're going to injured reserve or we're going to do this with you. I mean, it's almost a moot point because a player will be hurt by week seven. Like, like there will be a player hurt on the bills by week seven. That's just basically like that'll happen. Let's turn our attention to the DBs and let's talk about the cornerbacks. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon. When a thought hits you, I can waste another weekend doing the same old, whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 